0: Welcome to Business Unfiltered, where we dive into the raw and unfiltered world of running a business with Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Grab a seat for this unfiltered journey into the world of entrepreneurship. This is Business Unfiltered. Welcome back to Business Unfiltered. I'm your host, Jeff Sauer, and joined as always with my co-host, Mercer. And today we're going to be talking about working with a bookkeeper. And I'm really interested in this one because I've gone through a few phases with it. We all recognize we need it. I think I have found a happy place with my bookkeeping, but I want to see what's up with you, Mercer, and, and how you've approached it over the years and the different phases of your business and learn a little bit about it. So let's talk about bookkeeper. So I'm going to define the topic really quick and then I'll hand it over to you. But to me, a bookkeeper is somebody who keeps track of your books and your books is basically your financials, the, the, the books, the accounting of your business. So do you look at it the same way? Do you have anything else about bookkeeping? Do you think it's a pretty standard practice? Or or what is a bookkeeper to you? And what does it mean to work with one? Yeah, I
1: think it's a great question. Because I think no matter what, even if you're just starting out, you've got a bookkeeper. And it's you in most cases. Even if you're just using QuickBooks, or if you're doing something on a spreadsheet, or just using your bank statements. Uh, hopefully that's not going on. But if that was the case, you're still keeping track of your books. Um, for us, it was an evolution as well. We, you know, We started doing that way back in the day with... Uh, QuickBooks and, you know, just sort of plugging stuff in. And I think at a certain point, that's fine. Eventually we, we moved into actually hiring a bookkeeper um, who runs a company. And, and, you know, just in our case, it was a few hundred bucks a month. It was just sort of a no brainer. Once I flipped into using a bookkeeper, cause they can go in and, and essentially all I'm doing is, you know, they're down, they're basically downloading everything into QuickBooks, but Um, you know, asking us questions about certain expenses and, and, um, you know, seeing if there's any anomalies in the, in the paper, you know, the books when they, when they're coming through that maybe I'd miss like a bigger expense or something like that. Um, and that part's been kind of nice. That's sort of how we've, we've used them, um, up to date so far, but it's not for us. It's not an accountant, right? Like the bookkeeper works with the accountant. So the CPA is what's getting, you know, like she's going to ask for all the, the QuickBooks stuff from the bookkeeper. The bookkeeper's job is just sort of organize everything. So it's in the right slot. Um, you know, as we go through there. But are you working directly with a bookkeeping service or are you guys doing that in-house right now?
0: Yeah, so that's our evolution, right? So so th- that's definitely, I think, the same way of bookkeeping. It's basically as your business evolves, you go from spreadsheets, which might be how you do it at first, or bank statements. You eventually get some kind of software that that does this tried and true, and you end up working with a professional who can manage this. And the sooner you do that, from a strategy perspective, the better off you are, right? If you, do, you know, like, for example, I... I incorporated my business in 2006 and I had been freelancing for a while. I had been doing things, you know, I had been doing um, websites for people. I'd been making money on the side, but I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. So I I basically had spreadsheets and bank statements to show how much I made. I might have, you know, I claimed that on my income, whatever I needed to do. But then it wasn't until six months after I had my own business that I finally got around to incorporating, hiring an accountant, and then installing QuickBooks to keep track of things. And back then it was super manual. So you'd have to like take everything from your bank statement and write it in to QuickBooks. And that's how I did it. And, um, and it was on premise. It wasn't in the cloud or anything. It was just like, you had to have this software on your computer. There was some kind of file that got corrupted like every two minutes. But, but ultimately I realized that if I didn't you know, I can't pay taxes. I can't really be serious about this thing. I can't get approved for a mortgage. I can't do anything if I don't have some kind of accountability for what I'm doing. And so a bookkeeper was what I, what I learned was just like this middle thing, you know, this thing in the middle of it all. Right. And like you said, who does it for me now? Well, at, at first it was me. I was the bookkeeper from 2006 until 2012 or no, 2013 when I got, after I got married and my wife took them over and she was the bookkeeper for, you know, from until about 2020. So she was our legal bookkeeping accountant, finance, tax, everything for the business. Cause that's what her background was professionally. Um, but then I realized not that long into it that actually she was very strategic and it is nice to have somebody who is both an accountant understands the tax and legal things and the bookkeeping because they just they're an all in one, right? It's like a three for or a four four one. Um, especially when you're paying them spouse wages. It, it was really nice. Um, but but as as she's moved on to a different part in her career, I needed to find somebody to do this consistently, right? So I needed somebody to keep track of the books. I wasn't gonna go back to doing it. And so yeah, last year or yeah, two years ago, whatever it was, I hired a bookkeeping service, and it's tremendous how good they are when you just say, you know, just do this, right? So having a three per- a person who can do all three things is good. It's almost like having a unicorn on your team, but it's actually really hard to unravel what the unicorn does. Um, just going to a standardized service or a individual bookkeeper is amazing because all they care about is the books. All they care about is making sure that everything that you spent, gets put into and documented and ca- classified into what type of expense it is. And everything that you earned is documented, classified and put into where it is. And that's their goal, right? They, they take that, they, they reconcile it, they put things together. So I have a service now. It was a great move. Um, it's not super expensive to have a service. I'm not sure. I'm guessing the similar thing for you, but it's been really nice for me to have somebody dedicated to that. Because it then unlocks other things, which we'll get into in some of our tactics and some of the what it enables you to do a little bit later. But mm-hmm. that's that sort of mind. So, do you use a service, or do you do you have an individual? How does that work?
1: Yeah, no, exactly. It's a company uh, service, right? So we've we've been assigned an individual that works in this company. But for us, it's running. I think it's running right around a few hundred dollars a month ish. Yeah. Um, where is that about what you're paying? Yeah, it's
0: definitely less my than thousand dollars a month. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. It's it's it doesn't seem to be a lot. Here's here's what I'm curious on because I I have gone back and forth where I'm like, listen, they're just doing QuickBooks, essentially, right? They're trying to get everything in the right slot. QuickBooks, and this is, this is why I love your story because you were totally dating yourself, but I also, I'm right there with you, right? So mm-hmm. I get what it, I, I remember the old days, uh, we had to download all these files and everything else. So you had to go on and all the, all the tricks of the trade, but now it's not like that. Now you just sort of hit a button, it goes in and it automatically pulls itself out. And is that not what the bookkeeper is already doing anyway, right? You, yeah. Like, Yes, they're looking at a certain expense going, oh, hey, where do you want to put this? But then, so, and, and in our case, this is how the relationship is. Like, they'll give us a spreadsheet and say, hey, here's, here's maybe a new expense or something that we weren't quite sure of what to do with it or what this thing is. And they give us a little spreadsheet. So we put little notes and then they put it in the right slot in QuickBooks. But at the same time, it's like, I could also do that in QuickBooks, yeah. right? So when you're, you know, especially the title of this, which is what intrigues me the most, is about working with a bookkeeper. I don't know that I'm getting the most that I should be getting from a bookkeeping service if I'm just basically using them to be glorified QuickBooks people. So I'm paying them to push a button versus me just pushing a button, right? Which don't get me wrong chances are I wouldn't push the button. And that's where the huge, you know, drawback is of that, of that little plan is like, oh, I'm going to save money and just push a button myself. But then you don't. And then your books get behind and the accountant's not happy with you. Right. Um, So there is that nice cadence of being able to see the reports and see your PLs and see your balance statements and shareholder distributions and everything else that you get every month, um, which is another huge benefit. I think of a bookkeeper, but how do you, how are you working with them? Because I, I get a sort of once a month report and obviously I'm looking at my numbers in a different way. It's a whole other top, you know, topic, but but how do you work with the bookkeeper itself? Like, are you are you doing any of these calls? Like, in other words, I'm I'm wondering if my bookkeeper is thinking, like, wow, if they just took advantage of my other thing that I can do for them, that would be great, but they aren't, I'm not going to them saying, Hey, what am I missing here? Like, you know, yeah. and they're not coming to me saying, Hey, can you do this? So I just assume that I'm I'm sort of peaked out, right? Like this is how a bookkeeping service is. So I yeah. guess what's your experience with? The bookkeeping service, like, is that all it is? Is that all it's ever going to be? Is there another way to work with them oh, yeah. or to questions you should be asking?
0: Right. Yeah, I love it. So, them? so one thing you were saying is, do you even need it? The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is that if, if for the number of hours that you would do, you'd be giving up an opportunity cost of five to $10,000 a month of you touching the books, you having anything to do with it is an opportunity cost of five to $10,000 a month. And those are things that you're paying hundreds of dollars in order to have to, to have to unlock you to make thousands. So it's, it would be penny wise and pound foolish to not work with a bookkeeper or to do that yourself. It would be a, a bad idea. And I and trust me, I know that because I, I I did that. I wasted my time doing these things. The other thing is that they can catch things that you'll never catch because they they need to zero things out and they need to they look at every transaction and in my case we get a lot of volume of like really low ticket stuff they need to classify all those transactions just going into each of those things and reconciling it looking at our e-commerce system that sells the product looking at our delivery system looking at our bank statements and everything like that we have enough complexity that they have to look at a lot to tie it out we're talking hundreds to thousands of transactions a month and so it's totally worth it in that case. If you're doing like five, 10 and they're all the same and it's one business line, that's different, but I think that's important to look at. And so that is a thing that they helped me with though, is that one, they helped me classify new expenses that aren't normal or aren't, aren't obvious. So they do email me about that pretty frequently. When we kicked off, it was really amazing because we were doing a little bit of a catch up project. We fell a little bit behind on the books because we had a kid um, and a few other things. And they really just like, basically when they are looking to win the business, they they gave me more insight than than I had had in a long time. So it's really cool when they're selling you on the business. Yes, they will tell you all these things they can do. They'll catch you up. They'll do things with a fine tooth comb. And then maybe in year two, it gets pretty, okay, well, I already figured this thing out. I already won the business. I'm on maintenance mode. So I would recommend that you go ahead and re-engage with them and say, hey, what can we be doing differently? What can we be doing better? In my case, I have we we added something called classes to our revenue because I have multiple streams of revenue. We have um, a blog that we have that we do like as an affiliate niche site type thing. We have the data driven site, we have the profit pillar site. So each of those things are now separate classes, and I classify expenses against them. So now I can tell the profitability of each part of the business. That wouldn't have happened if I would have just used a generic bookkeeper and not brought it up and not said, "Can you do this?" Another thing they end up doing is. you know they they do invoicing um so they invoice out they 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 send invoices to people who bought from us in Europe where they need an invoice and they also handle the payment of my contractors and the running of payroll and so that's amazing so so i don't have to like go through and review payroll you know on people on salary and stuff like that people on contracts i'm like hey just go ahead and approve these things and you just do it i don't want to deal with it and so they're they're out there paying and handling a lot of the financial stuff and so they're like a basically a gatekeeper of financials in a certain way that that I never really thought I could do with a bookkeeper. So my service has these add-ons that make my life even easier. And so the way that we work with them, I think, you know, I think I worked the most with them when they were trying to win the business and they were doing the catch up project. Now it's sort of in maintenance mode, but I still reach out to them like, hey, I need you to reconfigure the I actually just have a request right now. Can you read, can you add these classes? Can you re, reconfigure these expenses so that I can really see the true P and L for the two businesses I'm working on or the three businesses I have under, under the same, uh, corporate umbrella. So there's lots right. of, you're, you're kind of managing like each brand
1: is a separate division. Exactly. So, like, there's one company, but there's like different divisions of the company, like profit pillars being one of those divisions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, which makes yeah. a ton of sense. You know, the other thing I didn't, I didn't consider until you were saying it is, a bookkeeper for me, like wouldn't touch payroll for us, right? Mm-hmm. They don't touch payroll at all. Um, they they literally are that QuickBooks person yeah. and then helping us decide kind of where things go and definitely uh, proactively reaching out and saying, hey, here's some of the things that we we noticed, right? Which I, yeah. I find very valuable, but we don't have them do payroll because, you know, for us, we use ADP and it's just simple and doesn't, there's, you know, it's like a 10 minute exercise. So we yeah. automated a lot of that. Um, but it is interesting that they, they're a little more integrated now. Are they, are they also part like that company? I guess that you're, you're working with, are they also your accountants? Like, are they, or is it a completely separate, like you've got your account, CPA tax stuff and the bookkeeper set, like for us, it's completely separate companies. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's, that just sort of worked out like that. That wasn't by design. Um, but they are completely separate, you know? Yeah. And same they, here. They only
0: really coordinate once a year. Yeah they're they're different and um you know and actually in and it's I like it that way If you were to have your accountant do the bookkeeping, it's going to cost you in the thousands of dollars a month because they just don't quite have the economies of scale and they don't really have the, you know, they have more expensive resources working on it and they want to turn it into a profit center. Um, So I I, I would, I like to have them separated from each other. Um, I did, you know, I did this, this, my bookkeeping company has a controller who did give me some advice and did walk through the books and told me some financial advice. They also give financial statements every month in their own way. And they can sort of tell you revenue up and down. They actually give le- a level of insight, which is sort of cool. Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost on the corner of being like a virtual CFO, but it's really more automated, almost like AI style, like just reading the data and, and surfacing the the main things in the statement. So that that's sort of how it works. Um, but yeah, they, we we work with them. They they've I would say that they are a value added service. Um, they might be even more expensive than what you described per month, but. I, but they're doing more for you than they are for yeah. us. So that, yeah, be, yeah. that they're makes doing sense, a lot. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And each of those services, and we, and, we um, also don't
1: use them for invoicing, right? Like invoices yeah. we handle in house and we do yeah. the payroll in house. Yeah. yeah. See those so things. That wasn't even something I thought about.
0: Yeah. See doing those things is like, even if it's 10 minutes, it's not really 10 minutes. It's, it's a lot of your mind share. Maybe you're thinking yeah. about, oh crap, I have to pay all these people. Like, oh, you know, even though they're on salary, like the, like I'm, I'm this weirdo where like, I know that it's a budget. And I know that I'm told somebody I commit to paying it, but I don't actually like spending money. I don't like writing the check. You know, it's, it triggers me to a certain extent. And so I'd just rather have somebody else deal with it because that's, you know, I already worked it into the business, but I don't like having to think about it. So I just, I do that. And then instead of being 10 minutes of me clicking the button and remembering how to log in and clicking on it, forgetting my password and everything like that, um, I just see that it happens and I'm good to go because I don't really micromanage it and I, and it doesn't get into my head Which takes 10 minutes and then it takes an hour or two or my thoughts at night because I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe that that my payroll has gotten to this point. Remember the days when it was so simple and it was just me? You know, I don't want to have those feelings. So I just sort of I just tuck it away and and trust a professional to do it.
1: So. You're protecting yourself from trauma from the past. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty funny. Yeah. Just traumatic thoughts. Yeah. So in my case, like I don't, I don't personally do it either. Um, You know, we've got uh, my wife who actually handles that. She handles most of our, you know, fortunately she's just really gifted operationally. So she, she can handle like the automation of, of Infusionsoft. She runs that stuff. She runs all the invoicing. She's following up with customer support stuff. She's just got she's just gifted in a lot of different areas, one of which is obviously just sort of keeping track of the of the payroll and she doesn't care about that. Yeah. It she's not as emotionally invested uh, as as definitely I am because I get that too, but I do get these little, I got one today with a little Slack message. It's like, hey, here's how much the payroll is going to be. Please make sure this account has that much money when the payroll, you know, but so the, the payroll comes out, it's there. I'm like, okay. You know, so that's kind of the extent uh, that I put into it, uh, but it's funny you mentioned that, man. Because this is probably a different topic too. But just that concept of um, remembering the early years, right? And I, I yeah. remember thinking, like, God, I hope I just make three thousand dollars this month so I can pay my bills. You know, and I and there are times where I'm so nostalgic <laughs> from that, where I'm like, I remember when that was the goal, and it was just as as big as what my goals are now. Even though now that's a you know now it's six figures every month, and it's like that's the new $3,000, yeah, same, yeah, same emotion, exactly. different number, right? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty fascinating. So when you're, are you, are you, how do you know that you're getting the most from your bookkeeper? Are you doing like, cause I'm I'm not at all convinced that I am, um, but I think what I'm going to do, in fact, actually one of the action steps I'm going to take after after this recording is, is reach out to them and say, hey, let's jump on a call. Yeah. I just want to sort of talk about where we are as a business, where our plans are, and see what you have on your side of the game board that you maybe you can see because they have a different view of the chessboard, right? So yeah. maybe from their side, how they potentially could help us out. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe they come back and say, no, actually, we're doing exactly what we need. And that's all you really need. You don't need this other stuff. And that's fine. At least it would give me a little bit of peace of mind that I'm, you know, I'm not potentially missing out on that opportunity. Because that, that doesn't make sense to me. There is an opportunity cost of just the mental having to deal with it right? Uh-huh. Versus just all of a sudden your P show up. Um, you know, the, the drawback of that, I think is a lot of people can just, because they just sort of show up in an email or something, they just sort of go, okay. And then they, they move on <laughs> and they don't actually use the PL. So I, I think you need to be a little more involved with your numbers. I think sometimes a bookkeeper can make that so easy to not be involved with the number yeah. because they're the ones doing it that maybe you skip that out. Um, but I, I, again, I, that's just a, a sense of discipline i think on the on the number side to say okay the owner's job is to take those final numbers and then do something with them right again a yeah. like different different topic but when you're when you're working with like do you do like annual reviews with them or uh did you just start doing invoices with them and everything else was it always like that from the beginning or did you grow into different services or just you know yeah. what i mean like how do you know you're getting the most
0: yeah like so let's let there's a few things to think about right one is the who not how um you know when you start thinking about how to do something, you should really think about who can do this for me. So like, how am I going to reclassify my books into different things? That's a who thing, not a how thing. I don't need to know how to do that. Somebody else has already solved that. And so like when it comes to, hey, I'm I'm sending these invoices every, every month and it's sort of annoying and it's sitting in my inbox. I snooze them and then I, you know, just so I don't pay them right away and it doesn't sit in my inbox. I can, I'll just say, hey, can you do this? Do you have a, do you have a, do you, will you pay invoices to contractors? I'm like, of course we will. You know, it's a little bit more money or whatever. Um, so that's more of the who and versus the how. I don't like to get trapped in the how. So that's one thing is that I I just if I don't like doing it and and they're the closest thing to the financials and they're already logging into these systems, if they can push the button, good. I'll just ask them. You'll, to so you'll reach out to them and say, Hey, can you also handle invoices? When they, kind of yeah, yeah, When, when they know. sold me, they had a list of services and that was listed on there, but I didn't, I didn't take everything right away. I, I added some things as I, as we unwound it because we did a big catch up project that took a while. And then afterwards I was like, okay, well, can you take over this now? Now that we're in, in our state of maturity. Right. Yeah. Now the thing is, I think I'll do an analogy here to sort of think about the world of financials and sort of tell us where we can unlock things. And I think that you're going to really like this one because it's sort of, you know, I'll use the analogy of analytics, uh, web analytics. Okay. So a bookkeeper is your tracking code. <laughs> it is, you know, it's your workhorse. It's the little configurations. You can do the tweaks. You can do to your tracking code. Maybe it's tag manager because you're you're automating a few things, but it's your tracking code. It's, it's sending data into the systems. That you can use to to look at things, and I would say, so that's that part, right? Um, a your accountant is sort of taking what's in there, and that's more of like the marketing analyst, the person who's looking at the marketing data and saying, okay, well, we got this much traffic, this much there, and we're reporting on that, and we're telling the company how we did in that sense. And then, so that's that's more of like your accountant, and they're you know to a certain extent, they're they're reporting on the known, the things that you captured. But then there's another role that's like the one who really makes money for the business, and that's the CFO. The chief financial officer is not just an accountant wondering about your tax liability. They are more concerned about the overall, not just liability of a company, but the opportunity. And so one thing that's missing, if you only treat a bookkeeper like a bookkeeper, and you only have an accountant who looks at taxes, you need a virtual CFO or a CFO, whatever you want to call it, who will say, Hey, you made 20 grand doing this promotion and you've never done it again. Why would you why would you do that? Why wouldn't you do that thing all the time? So I actually have a coach who is a virtual CFO who introduced me to my bookkeeper's mind you because he's like I can't really give you great virtual CFO advice if your books are a little bit behind. And he does that for me. He's like, "Hey, you ran this program, it made 50 grand, you called it a failure. Why did you do that?" And I was like, "Well, because it took me 12 months to X ex- or, you know, it took me 12 weeks to execute it. And, and you know, over 50 grand over 12 weeks, isn't really worth doing again. He's like, well, what if you could do 50 grand every single month? Because and you, and you got delivery better so that you were there. What if you just didn't give up on it and you got better at it, then you're, then you just added a half a million dollars to your business. I was like, wow, I never really thought of it that way. He's like, that wasn't a failure. That was proof that people want to buy from you. And if you just make it better and iterate on it, then, then you are going to be, then you're going to be better off. And I like this model better because the revenue is there. People have voted with their dollars, Jeff, you should do that. And guess what? That virtual CFO is what created profit pillars Mm -hmm. from that insight, because I was like, Oh wow, you're right. I shouldn't, I should have just kept on doing this thing and I should change the delivery model. It took about a year to really get it back up, you know, to build it back up. But now I have this thing that, that is exactly what I described. It's basically a monthly opportunity in order to build this thing. And the cool thing is that since I fix the delivery model, it's not as much of a burden on me. It's more profitable and it's better for the people who are getting it because they can do it on their own timeline. And so I've created a whole entire business unit from that insight. My bookkeeper never would have told me that my accountant never would have told me that. They're only focused on the known, right? They're only focused on the known things. It's really that analyst or that engineered CFO, whatever you talk about who will be there. So in the analytics analogy, your tracking code is not going to tell you that there's an opportunity out there. Probably your marketing team is not going to tell you that they're going to tell you like vanity metrics, but that deep analyst, what you and I have been and what we teach, that's the one who makes the company money. Now that's, you have to have the other things in place. So most companies don't even have the first two things in place. So they don't even really know what they're looking for. But an analyst who can tell you to double your paid ad spend and you'll, and you'll make money magically, or an analyst who can say, run this campaign more often, or your Thanksgiving campaign works great, or this or that, Black Friday is good or not, that analyst is, it will, it'll, pay themselves in gold, right? Because all they're doing is just looking at your data and telling you how to double. So that's the real opportunity that comes out with having a bookkeeper and your financials in place is that if you get the right analyst in place, they will show you how to double your business or how to seek out new revenue.
1: And then bringing it back to the to the working with a bookkeeper because that, that makes sense to me where it's like <clears throat> you've got these players on the team, The bookkeeper's job is to get those essentially get the diagnostics, right create your quote unquote dashboard even though the dashboard's going to be in QuickBooks right p l statements yeah. or whatever so they they create that however, and this is where I think working with a bookkeeper is where it is, is you should have conversations with the bookkeeper. you're saying, oh my my uh, the CFO the virtual CFO can see." the fact that it was a $50,000 promotion. They could see that opportunity. However, if the bookkeeper just gave you a report, right, in p or whatever, they said, oh, here's your revenue. Your revenue this month was 200 grand. And in there was that 50,000, but you couldn't see that. If you couldn't see it, neither could the CFO. So the bookkeeper is a super important piece because if they're not setting things up properly, and this is just like in in measurement when you're trying to, whether you're trying to measure marketing, whether you're trying to measure productivity, whether you're trying to measure your financial states or anything you're trying to do operationally with a business. If you cannot see the problem, you cannot fix the problem. And that's where I think the working with a bookkeeper requires a conversation because it's like, what types of actions do you want to take from these numbers? And Mm -hmm. if you want to see revenue opportunities, then you have to record it in a way so that you can see the revenue opportunities you can actually see like oh this month we did this promotion and your revenue doesn't just show you know it's just not just revenue or sales which i think a lot of stuff does it doesn't say just sales it says oh here's the itemized sales here's how many are recurring monthly memberships here's how many are the new you know seven dollar products if you're doing like the low ticket stuff right here's here's the high-end coaching here's the you know this this one-off promotion that we did to try off and if you if the bookkeeper did not record it like that again, it's not going to help the CFO. Yeah. So there has to be direction because I don't think the bookkeeper is naturally is going to do that. I think most of them will just be like, well, sales is sales and they're going to wait. I think sometimes for the the entrepreneur or the owner to come to them and say, this is what I need to do. Right. Wow. So I think they need direction because I think that happens a little bit with us where I'm like, Hey, I want to be able to, uh, you know, In the beginning, I see my numbers in one way and then eventually it's like all things like a, you know, when you climb the first mountain, you see the second mountaintop, same thing with questions. When you get your first set of questions, now you can see the second set of questions you're asking. Yeah. Sometimes that requires you to change the numbers a little bit, not, not the actual numbers, but how they're laid out yeah. so that you can get a little more visibility into not just what my sales are, but where are they specifically coming from? So I know where to focus resources to create more or less of those, right? Yeah. Um, of the result I'm trying to get. And then I'll go back to the bookkeeper and say, hey, can I lay this this type of thing? Please lay it out like this instead, you know? And then they go back and they sort of uh, update in QuickBooks and I get the reports, but they get the direction from me. And I think a lot of people have that misconception that the bookkeeper is going to tell them how <laughs> to run their business, right? I think that's a huge misconception is that the bookkeeper is going to come to you and say, hey, Jeff, uh, your your percentage or payroll should be this for your size company and it's higher. And I don't know that that's, that's their job, right? Their job is to be like, hey,
0: here's payroll. Here's how much you made. It's 100. The, yeah, it's definitely not in right? that role, right? That's right. not in that role. Where definitely.
1: the CFO would come in and say, well, let's figure out the percentage. Oh, hey, this percentage is a little high. Maybe we got to work on payroll. Yeah. Right? What's the plan here? So it's it's that one two-step, whether or not you have a CFO or you are the CFO. And I think at the beginning, obviously everyone's you know going to be their own CFO. Um, but I think that that connection of, Working with your bookkeeper for what purpose? It's for the purpose, you know, which you mentioned of, of driving, of reading those numbers so you can take specific actions like finding lost revenue opportunities, right? Or yeah. finding expenses that are just being ignored because it was a subscription that's been around for 14 years that somebody just forgot to cancel, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, and you need something, there's the one person who records that, the bookkeeper, there's the other person who makes decisions based on that. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, and I, and I've definitely seen this people that get bookkeepers don't necessarily have that other half. So they get a good bookkeeper and they don't even look at the books that the bookkeeper's keeping for them. Yeah. So they're not making decisions off of them.
0: It's like, it's like installing the Google analytics tracking code with the basic features and then just, just move, never looking at it. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, I mean, you can do it. You're covering your bases with, with doing that, but eventually you're going to ask what's more. The other thing is a high-end analyst in anything, which a CFO is an analyst, it's a financial analyst, a, right, a right. analyst, a any analyst, generally speaking, they can't do their job. You can't do high-end, high high-level activity if you don't have good data coming in. Junk in, junk out, right? And so almost yep. a lot of things do come down to, I need to have good frontline collection of data. <laughs> That's what a bookkeeper is in a nutshell. It is frontline collection of data and classification of data. Having the base code, the base QuickBooks where it pulls in your finance, your da- bank accounts, your credit cards, and your transactions into one spot, that's cool. But you want to do some enhanced measurement. You want to enhance things. That's, that's classifying your revenue in certain categories. That's banking the revenue in the right place. Those are the things you do, just like a tracking code with your analytics, right? You realize that there's other things you can do. There's custom dimensions. There's custom metrics. Most people are like, well, what do I need to do for a custom dimension or metric? If you don't know what you need to do, then ultimately you need to think like an analyst. What would an analyst need to see in order to make sense of this thing? What data do they need in order to slice and dice things? Um, it's the connecting of the dots that's so important. And that's really what this comes down to. And so, you know, we're fortunate in the, in the web analytics world, not to go too heavy on that analogy, but we're fortunate that that stuff's automated, but also that's a crutch. Because it's so automatic, we think that's all that it is, or that's what the general end user is. Same with bookkeeping. You think that just because a bookkeeper does something that, they're, that, that all they need to do is make sure that the things balance out at the end. But there's so much more they can do if you have a vision for what you want to do with that data. And so it can be a more complex and interesting thing to go for.
1: And I, got one, I guess one final question is: in terms of somebody's listening to this and they're like, OK, this makes sense. I don't have a bookkeeper yet. Maybe I should start. Where would you suggest they start as we sort of wrap up this topic?
0: Yeah, either find a local person who's doing bookkeeping on the side. There's, I use a service called Ecom Balance that, that does it for e-commerce sites, and they do it for service businesses as well. Um, you can find it on Upwork or Freelancer. There's The Mom Project, which is um, moms who work at home who, who do these things. So I would say just find a bookkeeper – with any one of those resources and get started. You don't need to ask, answer the advanced questions. You need to answer the basic questions before you can get advanced. Maybe we can do an episode in the future about like, what would a CFO do for a type of business or something like that? Maybe we can talk about those roles, but for the bookkeeper role, it's really start with getting the data and getting things to match up. And then once you're there, you can start to, you'll be the role of the CFO and you can start to ask those advanced questions of that.
1: I love that. One. Well, I guess we're going to, you know, take us home and any final thoughts you've got on this as we wrap this one up?
0: Yeah, no, I think this is a really fun one to see how it un- unraveled. It it seems like such a basic premise, but I think we unlocked a few things you can do from it. It is a frontline thing, right? So, just like any frontline thing, it gets taken for granted. It gets worked pretty hard, but it can be a really vital piece, and if you don't get this right, you can't do the advanced things. So, basics fundamentals, blocking and tackling first and foremost, right? So thanks for listening to this episode. And I want to say, if you've, if you have a breakthrough here, if you thought of things differently, make sure that you share, leave a comment, leave a review for the podcast, tell other people about what you learned here. If you're not at the point where you have a bookkeeper, if you're not utilizing them to their fullest, let me know. Let me know that this, this inspired you to do something new because that's what really keeps us going here and keeps us uh, on track and knowing that we're hitting the head with these subjects. So That's it for now. Make sure you share this thing out there and leave a review or tell me about it or tell Mercer about it. Either way, thank you for listening to Business Unfiltered, and we'll see you on our next episode. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Business Unfiltered with your hosts, Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and tell a friend what you've learned today. Want to connect? Visit us at businessunfiltered.fm. This has been Business Unfiltered, always unapologetically honest.